Hold on. I just want to pour myself a drink really quick. I yeah, feel sure. Like I, need, like, I need to take the edge off. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm going to keep this in. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> please do. It's, a, it's been a stressful season eight, man. Just It ended out. for him like yeah. two weeks ago. I don't yeah, know what he's stressed out about. Oh, that's the stuff. So, all right. I'm all ready. I'm all... <laughs> we can go another. <laughs>
Um, and they just came out with two tactic cards that um, we just played uh, a couple days ago, um, which were really fun. One is the, you basically flip a, an injured sentinel, uh, baby sentinel into a healthy sentinel, which is nice. Um, and I was able to pull that off and I brought a uh, robot flying saber tooth. Uh, so he like gets the fly keyword and is immune to poison and bleed. And um, so I think there's some really funny, goofy stuff that you could do um, with that. What is it? What is it called? Under your skin, I believe it's called. Yeah. 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 Uh, under your skin. Um, so there's going to be some really neat stuff that you can do with that. Um, Black Panther is going to be amazing with that card as well. Any Anyone, you know, that has a long move that doesn't have wall crawler or flight. Yeah, the size two long movers. Yeah, really, really love that. So, uh, I tried it with Sabretooth the other day, and you know, Sabretooth um, is actually you know pretty fun. And um, my other scheme that I've been been scheming recently is trying to make inspiring monologue work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Unfortunately, Shane keeps not hitting the person that has the inspiring monologue. Yeah, it's a really um, easy choice, actually. <laughs> it's really frustrating. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm determined to make it work because um, I think it's a great card and uh, there's some some neat stuff that you can do with it. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I've, I've been playing against your Sentinels and, and that's a interesting team for sure. Um, the problem, I think, is that you're not putting Cassandra Nova on the board with them true she is the best character after all well so <laughs> let's, let's let's talk we we uh we'll just go down a rabbit hole for a second i i th- i think shane is a hacker now uh because <laughs> uh cassandra we played a game we played, we did foes against uh web warriors the other day mm-hmm. and i was feeling spidey and i've never seen cassandra nova's sonic tricks and traps shenanigans uh trigger so many times uh he was it's four dice it's four dice looking for crits and wilds if i'm remembering correctly Mm -hmm. and the first one he does he rolls like three crits just blam (laughs) just explodes miles like what 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 What? oh i guess i'm just dead excuse me just i'm just dead well that was the in that game Nova. nobody else was doing anything it was just nova she was the yeah. whole team yeah it was um, 1v5 and i still lost yeah 1v5 <laughs> and I, uh, still found a way to, to lose that so um yeah it was it was insane i've never seen that go off as much as it does and uh because we did the math right it was like 60 it's 68 to get one damage 60, yeah or no i'm sorry 68 percent chance you get at least one damage Right. Um, it's, it's like a 40 something to get one. It's like 30, maybe low 30, maybe high 20 to get two. Um, impossible to get three, really low to get three. I never get three. I've never gotten four ever. Somebody asked me that the other day. Cause I play a lot of tricks and traps. I've never gotten four. Um, but, uh, no, the best part was when I had, uh, black Panther. Uh, I did mental oh, okay. domination on a black Panther. Made him walk back, used tricks and traps, dazed him, and then had the dazed Black Panther punch Miles in the face and kill him. Yep. And I'm sitting yeah. there, and I've still got two actions left, and I'm like, oh, yep. I just dazed two characters. Just, just dazed two models without 
you know, using uh, an action. So that felt uh, that felt great <laughs> uh, on the receiving end. Uh, so yeah, that was that was my 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 last MCP game was just getting <laughs> getting exploded by shenanigans. No, but uh, uh, I, I going back to Sentinels. I think Sentinels uh, might be another affiliation I might dip my toe in uh, besides Brotherhood. So I'm excited to see where they can go. Thinking about them for every winter, early schemes. Um, it depends on when Blob and Pyro comes out. Um, because I, I'm, I've, I've already said this. I've announced it on the Brotherhood chat and a couple other places. Um, the second Blob and Pyro come out, um, the next event I'm going is just all mono Brotherhood. It's all mono Brotherhood. No, no splashes. That. Just, just slapping for mutants. Yeah. Mutant and proud, baby. There you go. Um, so Makes I guess sense. what I've, what I've been up to, um, after I got knocked out, uh, of season eight, I kind of like strayed from the, from the beaten path a little bit. And I started playing, uh, I, I started messing with different things other than foes. Um, I messed around with Asgard a little bit after a tournament, which Ryan, you could talk about that in a minute, but I, I messed around with Asgard for like a solid week and I was really like into it. And I was like really enjoying the, the the preparation and the list building. And then every time I put it on the table, it was just like violence. And um, it was like I, I felt like my, I don't know, something was like Asgard is not my faction, clearly. Oh, we, we just... <laughs> We just slapped it right out of you. I, I yeah, warned you. I, right I, I, I warned you, so we had to slap it out of you. Oh my goodness! It was it was like I was driving myself crazy. And I know a lot of people talk about like, oh, I don't use that character. They like I always roll bad with them, and I've always like turned my nose at that, you know, mm-hmm. because you know that's not rational, of course. But um, Thor, uh, Thor has has changed my perception truly. Um, I've never seen a more useless guy than my Thor on the on the on the, on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just bewildering. I just it was like a higher power. Like it was maybe it was Thor himself was telling me <laughs> not to not to play Asgard. Um, so I did that for about a week and a half, and uh, I moved away from it. You're just I'm not back to my Thor to yeah, wield clear. the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worthy of Asgard. Um, that is that is a great point. Uh, but I've moved back to foes because Norman Osborn is very happy to have me. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's scary. Yeah. That's horrifying. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I suddenly I go back to foes and I'm winning games again and I'm, I'm still tweaking the foes always. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty happy about it right now. I like, I got a win over Malik at the other day with my foes, Ryan, that was us. Yep. Um, and I was like, I'm very high on the foes right now. What can I say? Uh, so, so I'm kind of back home. I'm, I'm doing my thing again. There's so much time before season nine, so who knows where we'll land. But uh, yeah, no. And then there was a tournament. I ran a tournament. And uh, Ryan, you played in it. Ben, you couldn't make it. But um, I'll, I'll just pass the, the baton sure. over to you, Ryan. Sure, <laughs> I, will, I will take the talking baton. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I guess we can just start with the tournament. Yeah, I, uh, I I went to said tournament. I went one and three. Uh, I did have two. there's only three rounds. Right, yeah, one and two, one <laughs> and two. Um, <laughs> the uh, I only wound up running Malekith once. 
in that tournament, and it was round one, and it was against the Asgard affiliation. Um, and uh, let me tell you, Asgard, I like him in the Malekith. I like him a lot. My opponent had taken uh, Thor, uh, Angie, Loki, and uh, Heimdall, oddly enough. Uh, and uh, really what made the difference in that matchup was the fact that um, he had taken, of course, Recalibration Matrix and Odin's Blessing. So yeah. uh, there were two times in which uh, Malekith should have one-shotted Thor in that matchup, and both times he played either Recalibration Matrix or he played Odin's Blessing and mm -hmm. um, effectively just uh, made Malekith a, a whiff, essentially. So unfortunately, I took an L in that game. Um, the uh, the next game after that, uh, we played. I think it was just two C shapes, or no, it was it was a scrolls and gamma. Yep, scrolls and gamma. Uh, my opponent found the scroll, turn one with domino. So I was like, okay, it's gonna be one of those. Um, but I had taken. Uh, for this tournament, I was running uh, Sam Avengers plus Malekith. Um, so I think I had taken Hulk, Sam, obviously. Um, Iron Man, I had taken in all of my games that day. Um, honestly, just Voodoo? for the... Uh, yeah, I think in that game, I took Voodoo. Yeah. Or no, I don't think I took Voodoo because we were playing on 15. I believe I took Hood. Yes, you're right. It yeah, was, I think it was, it was Sam. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, Hood was there just to, you know, hold a backfield objective and then what did have... you play against? I played against X-Force. Oh, so, okay. yeah, I really wanted to run Venom this tournament, and I don't think I ever got the chance. And I wanted to run him in that, in that matchup, but, um, I, I obviously don't feel comfortable running Venom into X-Force, which of course has Cable with like his, uh, his plasma rifle or whatever it's called. Yeah, range five is range five. Yeah, range energy. five energy. <laughs> uh, Venom does not does not like that. Um, but um, yeah, Hulk basically stuck around for like two turns, I think, two or three turns. Um, I know that Hood's heal using uh black arts or dark arts or whatever enabled him to stay around for a turn longer than he should have. Um, uh, and basically, I was able to. It, it was close up until turn three. But um, due to a misplay on my opponent's part regarding, um, I, I think he had forgotten that if you're on Gamma, if your opponent is holding your like home objective, basically, you score, or they're going to score three points off that for a pretty big point swing. So I believe he had just forgotten about that that turn. And then the next turn, when he did move um, a Sabertooth back onto that point in order to contest it, I had enough power across my team to just um, play Helios Laser Bombardment on Iron Man's activation and essentially just nuke that character um, to give me an insurmountable lead going into uh, turn four, I think it was, at which point my opponent conceded. It was a good game, and I'm happy about how close it was. Um, he was able to take out Hulk, uh, which was, was, uh, was pretty scary at that point, but... Yeah, I usually was able to 15. pick it up. Yeah, at 15 if you lose Hulk, that's a pretty scary... Yeah, yeah. The Helios laser bombardment, I am so high 
on that card right now, and I am very happy that I bought the Hulkbuster box just to have that specific <laughs> card. Uh, yeah, I have not even have not even built the Hulkbuster yet. <laughs> so t- I am shameless. So what you're saying is you bought the Helios laser uh, card or yeah. the Helios laser box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that comes with a free Hulkbuster. Yeah, yeah, it comes with a free Hulkbuster. Look at that. It's, it's called value. It's called value. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the the final uh, round of that tournament for me, I played against a uh, Malekith Cabal. Um, and in this matchup, I think I went with um, I went with Iron Man, Sam. It was Gamma, and then it was uh, what's the books? Montesi. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So we played Montesi and um, Gamma. Um, my opponent took Malekith. I get Zemo. Valkyrie, Zemo, Bullseye. I think there was another. That might have been it. I can't remember if there was another one in there. Um, yeah, and then. So you guys played. 15 yeah 15 so probably good. yeah i yeah, i wanted i wanted to play on 15 because i was like okay he has malekith i want to mess with his list building as much as i can i felt comfortable running um hulk hood um was it the same list i think i took the same list yeah hulk hood sam and iron man mm-hmm. yeah so i took the same list because i i felt comfortable coming off the win with that um uh, pretty much what wound up costing me the game was Hulk was able to uh, just, just take center of the board control um, and just pound on my opponent's uh, characters turns one and two. Turn two, I think I had priority, and I uh, and I dazed Malekith. Um, I had also dazed a couple of his other characters, too. Sam's shield throw, like, popped off as it usually does for me and i think i dazed valkyrie with him yeah you had a huge lead going into turn three yes like in fact yeah i yeah turn two i believe it was i scored 10 points and my opponent scored zero um Oof. yes so that makes what happened after uh that much more painful um <laughs> so towards the end of that turn i had misjudged the distance um that Iron Man was from the center objective. My opponent had moved his Baron Zemo up onto the center objective, and Hulk was there. And I forgot that Iron Man was also on the objective. And so, like a fool, a fool, I decided, okay, I'm going to take the center objective and I'm going to score the, the 10 points that I did wind up scoring. What I did was I used Helios Laser Bombardment <laughs> on Baron Zemo. And... Like I said, I have two live characters um, on that point. There was no reason for me. Baron Zemo had already activated. There was no reason for me to make this play. So <laughs> I'm just... like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go up on points. I'm going to have a huge lead. Cool. That's what you want to do against Malekith anyway, right? So I do that. Um, next turn, Malekith obviously comes back from being dazed. Um, so do all of his other characters. I I actually dazed every single one of my opponent's characters turn two. It was like a dream. And then then the exact inverse happened to me turn three. He dazed all of my characters. He killed my Hulk. 
and he scored uh, the max 10 points, at which point he's up a Malekith, I'm down a Helios Laser Bombardment and a Hulk, the writing's on the wall. So unfortunate, but definitely a lesson learned. Uh, you know, don't drop Helios Laser Bombardment on anybody but Malekith if Malekith is still not KO'd, basically. But yeah, so that's how the tournament went. Um, outside of that, I've been running and participating in a um, in a uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol League. Um, being held at uh, one of the local stores here in Rochester, Millennium Games. And um, I played my game uh, for week two against A-Force. My opponent in that game took uh, Okoye, She-Hulk, obviously, Captain Marvel, Domino, and I think, I think, no, Black Widow. That was it. Um, I took... Uh, Sam Avengers, but I didn't try and run like that mean of like a competitive list. So I took, I did take Sam, but I took Iron Man, War Machine, Captain Marvel, and Venom. Um, cool thing about uh, running uh, War Machine and Captain Marvel is that they have this card called uh, Air Force, and basically what it is yeah. is it's like a, uh, it's like a follow me between the two of them, and it only costs like three power, I think. So I played that with Follow Me with Helios Laser. Um, so it was, with like that kind of thing going on, it's like I could pretty much just like choose to have priority whenever I wanted. And uh, uh, <laughs> the really funny play uh, happened with the Helios Laser Bombardment once again. Uh, Venom had kind of taken the center of the board. I... I think we played Spider Infected, and then it was another C-shape, I think, that we played on. Or it wasn't a C-shape. It was um, it was going uh, horizontal instead of vertical. I forget the name of that type of deployment setup. E-shape, e yeah. Uh, it was like whatever the portals, not Spider Portals, like the other portals one. Um, intrusions. Probably, yeah. The one you can go through the portals. Yes. Right? Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. So um, that was the mission we were playing on. Um, Venom had moved onto the center, and I think I had uh, web-lined or web-snagged um, uh, Captain Marvel close to Venom. Everybody else was just kind of like gravitating towards the center of the board at this point. And um, I have enough power to use the Helios laser bombardment and like confidently delete a character even one such as Captain Marvel, who, you know, wants to be hit by energy attacks natively. Um, so I did that, and uh, my opponent goes, okay, I'm going to bodyguard with Okoye. And I went, <laughs> what? And he said, yep. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. Um, just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, 12 power <laughs> to delete an Okoye, which was Okoye had already been dazed earlier. Uh, in the game, least, so yeah. it's like, okay, at least I get to kill a character, so I didn't feel that bad about it, and there were wild triggers on the roll, of course, so I was able to do some splash damage to like three other characters on his roster, I think. I bet you she was super dead, though, right? Like, oh yeah, Okoye was gone. <laughs> Reduced to atoms. Reduced to atoms. Yeah, so that, that was fun. Um, and then 
I had a I had a really tactical moment going on with the uh with follow me. Um I had activated War Machine and um Captain Marvel was on like kind of like the right side objective like if you're looking at the board from my perspective and definitely well within the threat range of um uh of She-Hulk. And so what I did was I I went with Captain or not Captain Marvel, excuse me, War Machine activated him. He just wound up doing like his builder into somebody. Um uh and then we had I I played the um I played the Air Force. And what I did here, Shane, was I moved uh Captain Marvel closer towards the center just so that he uh she is just within uh range 3 of Venom. And of course, I'm taking Venom. I'm taking Lethal Protector. So, uh I I do that. He activates with uh She-Hulk. She-Hulk does her thing. There's a uh like a size 4 terrain feature in between uh she-Hulk and my Captain Marvel, which wound up getting removed. Um, I I believe She-Hulk threw it at somebody. I I don't remember who. I think it was Captain Marvel that she threw it at, but she, Captain Marvel was able to tank it. Um, but was down to three stamina remaining, and so he goes, okay. So he 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 spends a bunch of power to like buff whatever She-Hulk's like attack is. Um, and that's when I play Lethal Protector. And then I just had Venom tank all those, and he wound up uh, surviving and then being able to inflict damage onto her. And, yeah, from from that point on in the game, um, saving Captain Marvel in that way uh, was, was pretty clutch. And then I believe Captain Marvel wound up activating later on in that turn and, like, throwing her, throwing She-Hulk into a car, like, across the table. <laughs> and, it, and at that point, the game was pretty much um, was pretty much wrapped up, and I wound up getting the win there. So that was fun. So, I mean, you've been loving Captain Marvel, Ryan. I've loved Captain Marvel from day one. Yeah. Did you, was she, I forget, was she in your roster at the tournament? I think she was. I feel like she must have Because I don't know. I mean, I know you took, in the moments where you no, had she must have been. you would take Voodoo. So it's like, you can't Yeah, I did wind voodoo, up but... taking Voodoo in, in that four threat slot, because it's like. How do you not? Yeah, he's just so good. He's so he's, good. I have no clue it's... why this dude. He's a medium mover on a medium base, right? His flight, right? Does he? He has. He does have flight, right? Yeah, I believe he. he I believe he has flight. He's got six stamina for whatever reason. He can buff his defense like across the board, pretty much up to six with his brother Daniel token if he recalls it or just has it on him. He can make one of my opponent's characters drop and be unable to interact with uh any sort of like objectives or tokens yeah it's it's, it's like how do thing. i not it's like how do i not take this character and i yeah. and i feel that because it is it is a thing where it's like on my foes roster that i'm i'm constantly grappling with where i need a character for first of all i need a character for the single extracts voodoo's great for that I need a character that is not terrible against energy attacks, and Voodoo fits that. Yep, like a four threat character specifically. Um, and you know, I just I need a four threat in general, uh, other than the symbiotes because the symbiotes are very matchup heavy. Yeah. So, I did have uh, Voodoo on my season eight roster for the first three weeks, and I played him once or twice, but he was great, of course. 
Yeah. And then I took them off. But that's the thing I've been I've been struggling with because I need to like like with with the roster building process for for my foes right now. I I feel like I like it's it's just sitting there. Like Voodoo answers all the questions. Yeah. That my that my roster is asking for, but I I just don't I don't want to do it. At least yeah. for you, he's Avengers affiliated. Yeah. So it's like it's, yeah, it's everyone's favorite Avenger Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like when, yeah. when you're playing a non-Avenger, like a non like a like a non-Voodoo affiliation, and you have this, you have all the options in the world for yeah. a fourth threat flash. I could play Voodoo and and just feel like. And not that there's anything wrong with playing Voodoo or splashing Voodoo, because that is the right thing to do a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But no, I, it's not. <laughs> it it is like against my nature. I just need to do something different, and I think it almost is like a harmful thing for me as a player, where I feel like I need, like I feel this need to do something different, like which is like at the core why I think I love Spider Foes so much, like. Yes, I was drawn to them before I knew what was good or what was bad, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, there's not like these clear, obvious right choices. Except and for Voodoo. Voodoo just, yeah, Voodoo's just <laughs> sitting there in this flash, and he's like, hey, I'm here, take yep, me. Yep. And, you know, it's just, I don't want you. I feel the same way about, um, about Juggernaut. Because I really don't uh, have a good, too? I really don't have a good five threat in my collection, and it's like, all right, I'll, I, Juggernaut, I guess, just fits the bill for everything. So yeah, sure, we'll throw them in there. Yeah, like Voodoo and Juggernaut are just sitting on the sidelines waiting for me to call them in. They know that they're Hall of Famers. Yeah, they know how good they are. They're, they know that they like, know they're on, worth. Coach, they're out. In. Yeah, <laughs> Juggernaut yeah. and Voodoo are like the Lamar Jacksons. Marvel Crisis <laughs> Protocol. They're out yeah. there playing for a contract right now. Meanwhile, I am over here. I'd rather start Derek Carr just to be cool. <laughs> uh, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna say Jimmy G? Come on. No, no I, I even the greatest Niner fan does not want to start Jimmy G. <laughs> no, I I think there's I think you know I mean we've talked about this and I think one of the the things. That, for roster construction and maybe that you know we spend more more time intentionally in an episode talking about this of like there's there's something to say when we just go you know what i want to make it i want the i want the roster to make sense like you know i joke around with mono brotherhood but i really prefer to have as much in the roster that just makes sense mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that's like thematically like narratively I guess. yeah 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 and it, it that's more fun for me like like yeah, I'm. Should I put Voodoo, um, you know, in my Brotherhood roster? Yes, because he is just silly good, right? Um, am I going to? No, because I claim the moral high ground all above you plebs. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 one of those things. That was a you know a choice that I made a, a long time ago. Is for sure. Uh, now I will say I'm running Juggernaut. You know, um, but he's affiliated. You, but he's you, affiliated. You get to. You get to. Yeah. Right. That's- yeah, that's my. You that's can't my not, right? Um, and and I will say, I I get where you're coming from. Where I'm coming from is is a little different, mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's a few different like mind states, right? There's the super hyper competitive, which is I think, like Lucas, who 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 was just in the finals of season eight. 
He yeah. is in the hyper competitive mindset where he will take whatever he thinks is the best. And yeah. that is super valid. I, I wish I, I, I could do that myself. I just can't bring myself to do it. He does it and he's a winner and he's going to keep being a winner as long as he keeps doing that. There's what you are describing, which is like, you like creating a list that is thematic and narrative for like, it fits the narrative for you and, and you like to optimize it and play it as, as best as you can. And I, I, I am closer to that than I am the other option that I described. Um, for me, it's like a somewhere in between where I'm okay with deviating from like the thematic sense, but I need in, in Ryan, you know, Birnid, this is something that Birnid said, and he's a kill team content creator for all the MCP people. Um, he, he said something to me once that it just like, it it stuck exactly like narrowed right down on how exactly how I feel about list building. And it's like, like the certain competitive player that wants to win, but they also want to insert identity mm. into their roster. And I remember when I saw him say that, and it just, I was like, that is it. That is exactly how I feel. I like to, like, I'm a definitely competitive player. I'm willing to take the things that I feel are the strongest, but I feel like there needs to be a, like a level of identity in my roster to me. Mm-hmm. And with my foes right now, I really feel that. And, and I feel like I really capture that. Um, and whether or not I win a tournament, I'm going to go to every tournament that I go to hoping to win. And I'm going to try as hard as I can to win. But I can't bring myself to do anything that, that like feels like it's not mine. Like I can never netlist. Um, and there's nothing wrong with netlisting, mm-hmm. but I just could never do it. And we're going super off script and stuff, but I think this is a really good conversation to have. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's kind of been my like philosophy on list building. Um, and I think everybody has their own approach to it, but that's just how I feel. And it's, it's a really interesting like dichotomy, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My philosophy that's- regarding a uh, list building in this game has basically been, um, okay, I have Venom. Uh, what can I splash him in? And <laughs> I have, and I have this, and I have the core box comes with a, a healthy roster of Avengers. Okay, I'm gonna splash Venom into these Avengers, and then we'll just go from there. For sure, Venom is the mainstay of the list. He's the real leader. He's the real heart and soul. <laughs> even if he's not Avengers. on the team, yeah. even if you're not playing him, he's sitting on the sidelines. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like Bill Belichick over there. He's calling all the plays. You know, we're going to do all the football references right now. I, I was going to say he's more like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type guy. You know, he's, <laughs> oh, he's, he's, a, he's a true journeyman, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, he belongs in spider foes, but he also belongs in web warriors. He's playing both sides. He's, he, he's been around, you know, and he fits in, and he fits in well with good. a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, also, coincidentally, uh, Eddie Brock is well known for his hatred of Tom Brady. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, but... I didn't know that. I, I, wow. I did yeah. not. That's, uh, I did not yeah. I may or may not be wow. making this up, but. <laughs> so anyway. Uh... Hey, we believe you. You sold us. You know, we believe you. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, you said the word splash earlier, Ryan. Oh. Oh. Speaking of splash. What's that I Man. hear? I think we have a segment. It's every, it's, it's time for everybody's favorite splash mountain. So if you've been listening, you already know what's coming. Oh, yeah. Dread it. Run from it. 
it still arrives. I, I don't splash know if I got the quote. Inevitable. Yeah, Splash Mountain's <laughs> inevitable. So um, I have a list here of every single uh, character barring uh, Dormammu. And I think... We got to get rid of Ursa. And who did we do last week? Oh, that, oh we did... Um, oh, my God. I, I forgot already. Oh, it was uh, uh, the dog. Oh, Lockjaw. Yeah, let me take out Lockjaw real fast. Get Lockjaw out of there. And then we do need to put in the uh, Sentinels. Oh, good point. Because we did not have them in the list last time. And we have the Shield guys and the Hydra guys, right? Uh, I Baron Strucker. So, yeah, I've got... uh, Arnim Zola. There's a lot of Barons. Yes, I have Baron Strucker in here. Arnim Um, Zola, yeah. I think so, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sorry. This is a very long build-up to Splash Mountain. So I think we're all set. I'm going to go ahead and spin the wheel now. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. So, All right, here it comes. And this week, we're... Oh, okay. Oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, it was almost Cyclops for a second. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, Shane, you might have the same reaction. Um if it were Cyclops, uh, it's Daredevil. Basic Daredevil. Oh, my goodness. It's your boy. The Daredevil. Not the the Shadowland, but the the Daredevil. The original. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Daredevil. Guys, we may have pulled the worst character in the game. This is what Flash Mountain is all about, right? This is what it's all about? Just living the dream. How do we make Daredevil good? Well, I want to go last. So you want to go last? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go first. Give me a give me a, a minute or two to just look at the card here. Like I don't want to splash him into anything, but if I had to splash him into anything, I think I have an idea. You splash him on um, the bench is where you put him. Yeah, splash him right on the bench. I'll put him right there next to uh, Jacoby Reset and uh, 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 Teddy Bridgewater. Um, God. All right. So. I just wish that we had uh, seen, uh, you know, uh, Tua just sit a little longer. Um, all right, so so Daredevil. I'm going to splash Daredevil into uh, Sam Avengers because, hey, you get rewarded when your characters get KO'd. <laughs> um, and th- and this, this character is not worth like saving with like a lethal protector or a sacrifice. Just um, in the ground. Yeah. Wow, wow this is brutal. Oh yeah. my God. Um, I mean, hey, like, it, like I don't know. So like, he does have like the uh the baton hook, which I think is pretty it's it's pretty cool. You know, you can push a size two or less uh small or excuse me, short, um, you know, so, I mean, you can get some more pushes along with, um, you know, Sam's, uh, Sam's shield throw. So there's like some room for displacement there. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I got. That's my justification. If you have them, you know, and you have Avengers and you just have a, 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 a threat level four, a size hole in your roster and you don't have, you know, a good character, throw Daredevil in there, I guess. Mm. <laughs> if you don't have if any you have other no models. other options. <laughs> if you have literally no other options, if you don't even have the core <laughs> box, so you can't put in uh 
Uh, Steve, anybody. Steve, Cat Marvel, Voodoo, you know. You got Daredevil like for some reason, throw Daredevil. Yeah. I feel like we're at this point where it's like, if you have, like, we're, we're, we're putting Daredevil in list because we got a gun to our head. Like, No, that's, that's <laughs> literally what this is, is because, uh, like, if he was a three. Oh, he would it, be so good. He'd be yeah. Great. Yeah, I mean, fix all the problems. He he wouldn't even be the best would, three. That's the funny part. Yeah, he, he, you could make yeah. him a three. Like and Sam is be clearly better three. I don't know about that. Oh, Daredevil! Daredevil is a long mover too. I'm just now he noticing this, like, so that's cool. You know, I he's probably not like I don't know X twenty three Zemo are maybe better. Yeah, like that's at least close. Whereas you can compare him to almost any four threat, and it's just like a joke. Yeah, it's not. So, they're not even in the same. Not even in the same threat level. So what they okay. Um, ben, go, go ahead. So I'm 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 gonna get scandalous. Oh gosh. I'm gonna get scandalous. You know Uh-oh. you know where I want you know where I want to put Daredevil. Don't. I want to put Daredevil in Spider Foes. Oh, okay. Geez. I want him in. I want him in Spider Foes because you know what you know what Daredevil needs. You know what he needs. He needs a little damage consistency. That's what he needs. He's mm. the man without fear, and uh, he just want to he just want to bonk you on the head, you know. And uh, his range four four dice, uh, not even builder anything is great, you know. Uh, <laughs> you just wanna <laughs> you wanna get that dice consistency. Um, no, it's 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 something. Um, look, we're we're all kind of joking around, but like. Daredevil's just uh, it, this is it's 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 hard to find him in a home. Um I think you know I like him I like him in Spider Foes. Um there may be some goofy stuff that you could do. Um I actually saw him um one of my buddies Tim from the Professional Casual Network ran him in the, his Power Bottom 10 list um which was also uh can you tell us what that is for the uninitiated yes sorry the power bottom 10 uh every tts seasonally there is a statistic uh statistical list that goes out of of uh every single character how what's the percentage how many times they're being taken not just for the characters but also for the tactic cards and also for the crisis cards and so my buddy tim took the the bottom 10 characters, regardless of affiliation or whatever they were, and threw them in a list uh, <laughs> and said, that's what I'm taking. Let's do this. Um, and he went he three and two. Quite, didn't he go? I thought he went four and two. No, no. I think he... Uh, there are six rounds. That's two? pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Did he go four and two? Uh, I don't know. He might have gone four and two. Uh, regardless, I saw this man when Daredevil was in X-Force. Uh, and I saw this man do a devil's deliverance, uh, a 10 dice deliverance for, uh, 10 dice devil's deliverance on four different people who knew that throwing 40 dice, uh, is actually pretty good. (laughs) Uh, uh, so that was pretty funny. So yeah, that was, that was neat. So maybe, maybe the the answer is actually X-Force. I don't know. Um, I have run daredevil like, twice since i've bought that model i'll buy i'll take him from you i look i'll take him right off your hands because you know what it's my turn right boom and hit us us with the truth i have an answer that is not wishy-washy that is not gun to my head because i have thought about this i know you have because daredevil is your favorite character yeah Yeah, he's your boy boy. when i grew up reading comics 
I because my first introduction to comics was my dad had a bunch of comics, like a big box of just a ton of comics from like the 80s and 70s. And the ones I gravitated, like there was Avengers and Captain America and Spider-Man. And the one I gravitated to the most was Daredevil. And I really loved the Daredevil stories. And to this day, I kind of, I don't read the comics as much. Uh, I kind of want to, but I kind of follow along with what's happening with Daredevil. I just love the character. I really loved the, uh, the Netflix show and I'm really excited for the Disney plus show. I just, I, I love Daredevil. So with that being said, I've thought about it. I've, tr- I've looked at this data card over and over again. And man, it's, it's, it's more sad every time I look at it, but, <laughs> and I think I ran this once against you, Ben. I think Daredevil, if, if you had to run him, if you really wanted to splash him, I would say try Daredevil and S.H.I.E.L.D. Because there's one thing about his kit that, that stuck out to me for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and that is his, on his healthy side, he has the Man Without Fear 2 power ability. So I'll read it because you definitely don't know what it does because nobody... Um, it's a two power reactive ability Uh, after an attack targeting this character is resolved this character may use this superpower if the attacker is within range two this character may make a strike attack targeting it so if you have the shield leadership and you are first of all this kind of plays into what you said ryan where if your characters are dying you're benefiting off the leadership so if you're playing shield and you're winning, then say somebody hits you, you get to use the uh, the shield leadership to make a uh, basically a short move towards the attacker. Uh, if somebody hits Daredevil and they do damage to him, he can spend a power, move towards them, ideally within two, range two, and do Man Without Fear to strike them. So there's actually like a reactive synergy there on Daredevil. Uh, alternatively, if you're um, losing and somebody kills Daredevil, because of course they will, he has five health, he's a four threat, uh, then you get a victory point. Because that's how shield works. If somebody, if you're losing and one of your characters dazes or KOs, you get a victory point. So that is my uh, thought on uh, on Daredevil. And also, if you're if you're using the the part of the shield leadership where or you get to move forward after you get hit. Um, you're getting closer to the action, and if you're playing on like a narrow shape, like gamma or something, you know everybody's going to be bunched up. You're getting closer to them. Maybe you get dazed, but you're getting closer to that big, awesome devil's deliverance play. That, you know that that is only uh, dreamed yes. about the much <laughs> the much lauded devil's deliverance. Yeah, because I did it against you, Ben. Remember? And I think I got eight dice. I don't know if I got ten. But I got an eight dice devil's deliverance against like three or four characters. Three, I think it was three, right? Must have been. I don't remember. I must have blacked out from the (laughs) um, amazingness of of uh, Daredevil. I I, uh, keep talking. You might you might smack it back into my memory because I I got an I was within range two of three of your characters. I was playing shield, so this actually checks out. And I got a, I think you're playing Winter Guard. This was during your Winter Guard 
you know, your, your brutality. <laughs> so it makes sense that you blacked out. Yeah, it's when I hated myself. Yeah. And I think I, I dazed like multiple characters with Devil's Deliverance. I got the eight dice one. So I'm hitting three characters. That happens. And, you know, you know, I daze a bunch of guys and the next turn Daredevil dies because you have Pryo and, you know, you know he's dead forever. But um, <laughs> on his injured side, he does have a Devil of Hell's Kitchen, which is a pretty cool ability. Um, it's worse than it needs to be, of course, because this is Daredevil we're talking about. It, like, seriously, though, <laughs> he's a four threat. His defense is three, three, three. This is supposed to be made up by the fact that he counts blanks. That, yeah, he's, he's blind. You, you don't want to hit a blind man. You know who counts blanks as well? Yeah. Who's a four threat? Uh, is Shadowland Daredevil. Oh, yeah. And you know what his defensive profile is? It's 4-3-3. And then on his injured side, it's 3-3-4. And you know what? On his healthy side, Shadowland Daredevil has 6 health to regular Daredevil's 5. And on his injured side, Shadowland Daredevil has 7 health to regular Daredevil 6. And also his baton hook for Shadowland Daredevil lets him move after he does it towards the attacker or to, towards the uh, the character he attacked. And uh, the only, and, and also Shadowland Daredevil has stealth for no reason. Um, the only downside is he has Daredevil medium movement. Stealth. Stealth. Yeah, he has medium movement instead of long. Everything about Shadowland Daredevil is like what I want regular Daredevil to be. And oh, guys, we've gone on a tangent. <laughs> I've this wee stuff. Yeah. Ryan and I are hit over here just chilling right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the X Men players complain about the whole affiliation, even though they're good. <laughs> I, I have one character to complain about, and it's my favorite character. And come on. Like, really? Look at this date. Like, look at this card. It's just horrible. Yeah. It's so horrible. But okay, if you need to play him anywhere, Shield. I mean, give it a try. There's better options, obviously, because this is Daredevil. But <laughs> if you love Daredevil like I do, I think he's okay in Shield. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. Or and hear me out. Alternative, you paint him up real nice. Maybe maybe get him commission painted, and you just just bring him, and he just hangs out as a nice terrain feature or something like that. And he just uh, <laughs> oh you terrain just, feature. You can just paint a touch terrain feature. Jeez. Oh man, yeah. um, it is a cool model. It's a it's cool a, model. It is a cool model, but you know, just paint up uh, Shadowland Daredevil <laughs> as regular Daredevil. That's I, I've legitimately thought about that. You, you, yeah. you say that I've thought about that, because, but it's like he's the leader of a bunch of criminals. A bunch of criminals. I he's can't even like rationale that in my mind. He's demon possessed. He's a bad. And I, I, I know. Yeah, I read Shadowland Daredevil. Like the what is it called? I don't remember what the name. I think it's just called Shadowland, the the comic run. Yeah, it's the probably because that's when I was reading comics last. Was, was when Shadowland happened and when he killed Bullseye. Um, spoilers. And it, yeah, sorry, sorry guys. It only happened <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. It's just not the. I can't bring. I don't know. It, <laughs> just, it's half the reason I want to play Shadowland Daredevil is because it's Daredevil. Um, but he's got the black suit and stuff, and it, the black suit's cool, right? But you know, red suit Daredevil is—that's what it's all about. He's cool right? too, yeah. Anyway, I I conclude this with saying, try him out in Shield. I think there's some synergy there. 
man, I thought it would take longer for us to hit the worst character. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Colossus is still on here, so how dare how dare you? I will. I think Daredevil's worse than Colossus, personally. No, he probably him. is. He probably is. Um, all right, so. We'll go down two tangents if we talk about Colossus. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Move let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to the, uh, wasted enough the next topic here. Jeez, how, how far are we in? Yeah, we're almost an hour in, and I don't even think we're halfway through our uh, our, our little itinerary here. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. so uh, I get news, news notes. Uh, the Weapon X affiliation has been confirmed after the new uh, the Weapon X like project or... Bunker, whatever that box is, uh, coming Logan out. Yeah, it's got it's got Logan. It's got the new saber tooth, right? It looks cool. Um, that's all I know about it personally. I have not taken a look at anything else other than knowing that it's been announced and that uh the Weapon X affiliation is now a thing. So, what do you guys think about that? Well, I... uh, Ben, you go first. I'm I'm done talking for a minute. <laughs> no, I I love it. I am super excited uh, for the Weapon X uh, affiliation. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of really neat possibilities. Omega Red, Deadpool, X twenty three, Honey Badger, Wolverine. Uh, probably both Wolverines, both Sabretooths. Um, you know, there, there's a, a lot that they can do with it, uh, which I think is pretty exciting. Um, I'm, you know, my curiosity is, is, is it just going to be a better um, X-Force? And then, mm. then every X-Force player... Well, I mean, that's not like, very hard, right? Well, right. Then just every X-Force player is just like, oh, all right, I'm sad. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm one of the few Brotherhood players who actually takes Sabretooth, so I'm excited for uh, the potential for another Sabretooth. Uh, I'm hoping for a terrain throw. Just give me a terrain throw, Sabretooth, and you can join the team. Um, but uh, it's exciting. The models look great, and you get a motorcycle part of the terrain kit. Um, the one thing, the one thing I'm not super excited about um, is it kind of this. This is kind of the only box where it feels a little bit more pricey than it probably should be. Uh, because we had the other rivals box that was Spider-Man and Doc Ock. And that was, they were very upfront about it. It was like, it was the same exact cards from the core box. You were, you were, you are, if you have the core box, you already have these cards. Um, they did, they did make them, you know, fancy and foil and they did look cool, but it's just like a hundred, cool... right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a hundred dollars. Um, and I think this one is going to be in the same price range if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but these are going to be brand new cards. It's going to be a brand new Wolverine, brand new Sabretooth, uh, which is exciting and also a little bit frustrating because you have to get, you know, this big box to get these characters. Um, so that's the only thing that I'm, I'm not super pleased with. Um, I hope they reveal the cards to give people the opportunity to see if they even want to want to get the box. Uh, now I'm going to tell you right away, I'm going to get the bar, the box regardless. Cause I have a, a problem. So yeah. Is there uh, anything you don't own actually? There's several things I owe that I own several of. So 
Oh, oh, uh, oh so that was yeah. the complete and utter opposite answer to Shane's question, but I think you answered the question regardless. Yeah. yeah. My God. Uh, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I also have several Etsy models of... <laughs> well, you have to. I have three At that Magnetos. point, you might as well. I have three Magnetos. I'm seriously debating about getting a fourth. So, so if I ever need to play Brotherhood, I know who to ask because you, yes. you have no shortage. I have no um, shortage of Magnetos. Yeah. Can the, I just say one thing, though, yeah, about go ahead. the Logan um, Sabretooth box? Mm. And this is something that is not getting brought up a lot. So obviously there's the they've announced that there's going to be a Weapon X affiliation. Presumably... Um, I mean, not even presumably. These are the first two characters that were designed with that affiliation in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably one of them is going to be the leader. I don't know how they plan to do that. But Sabretooth led the team a bunch in the comics. So the problem I have with this is, like you said, it's $100. Yeah. If somebody wants to play Weapon X, they have to buy a $100 box. And for Marvel Crisis Protocol, that's pretty brutal right yes yeah compared like to if other I want to affiliations play, for sure yeah like if i want to play like spider foes i can get the core like if, assuming i already have this the core box and i want to play spider foes i can just get goblin in like any of the two character spider foe boxes and that's cheaper than this one box yep so that's a that's a bummer to me for anybody that wants to play uh weapon x and i think because of that we're going to see the Weapon X affiliation is going to be very not super popular um, at tournaments and competitive play, even if it's pretty good. Um, I think that's kind of a I think if it's like if the the faction or the affiliation turns out to be like very good competitively, then like in IRL tournaments, I would definitely like expect to come up against this sort of thing, but. If it's not, I don't expect to see much of it due to the price point. And then there's the other half of this news, which is that Logan is confirmed to be not X-Men affiliated, which is, this shouldn't even be news, if I'm being honest, but no. people are in an uproar about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I had the same thought, Shane, because this is Logan. This is not Wolverine we're talking about here. This is Logan. He's out, out on his own. He's doing his own thing. He's not... He's not affiliated with the X-Men. So, yeah, I guess people are just salty um, that, um, you know, the Wolverine in X-Men is uh, not very good. So He's kind of poo-poo. He's kind of of absolute garbage. I understand. I totally totally Um, get it. As a Daredevil lover, I get the feel. Yeah. Also, Wolverine is way better than Daredevil. So, I mean, come on, guys. (laughs) <laughs> but like i totally get the frustration but thematically this makes sense that, yeah yeah you can't say that it doesn't make sense all i'm saying is if he is not called wolverine somewhere in his card i'm gonna lose my mind because i want to fastball special him oh man I'm Colossus just gonna... wolverine fastball special <laughs> I just need to fastball special a good Wolverine is what I would like. Because then I can, then people won't yell at me for taking Colossus at all. Man, that card is so good, though. It's a shame that it's attached to those two characters. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty bad. In a vacuum, that is such a good card. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's, like I said, um, 
and and you guys are both bringing up really valid points that it is it is a shame that this kind of feels like the first you know price wall um that we're hitting with mcp um and I and I, I really do think that in IRL, unless these guys are are absolute bonkers, um, you're not going to see them a whole bunch in in real life tournaments. Um, that sucks because you know weapon. The, There's definitely weapon. a barrier to yeah. entry. Yeah. Um, and that's like yeah, yeah, just two characters and a piece of terrain for a hundred dollars is um, that's tall. Yeah, I mean. If you look at the rival panel, nobody really like you don't see that terrain piece used often. I've from never the, seen, from the I've, I've never seen around. anybody use it. Yeah. Um it, it looks cool, like on a them like when you set it up for like a picture. Yeah, it's like, more of a display piece, yeah. Yeah. Because it's um, like I'm I, looking at it and it's like they're supposed to be like in a skyscraper, it looks like so having that like on the ground floor somewhere it doesn't make that much sense to me. Yeah, and like I say this, I've been thinking about um, buying the Doc Ock Spider-Man rival panel mm -hmm. because I want that Doc Ock model. I don't want the basic guy. The what do you box. mean? You don't want the Chad arms crossed <laughs> Doc Ock smug no. grin? <laughs> no, and... <laughs> you know, if it was if it was that Doc versus Amazing Spider-Man, which I always forget that it's not Amazing Spider-Man because that model is so cool. It's amazing. I just assume it's Amazing Spider-Man when I look at the box, but it's not. It's Korbach Spider-Man versus Korbach Doc Ock. And the Doc model is so good. It's so, so good. But I really, that's all I want out of that box. I don't want the Korbach Spider-Man. I don't want the terrain... I'm not going to spend that much money on this just just the one guy, so I don't know. It's it's kind of brutal. Um, and at least maybe we don't know yet, but Logan and Sabretooth are going to be good, maybe. And then at that point, it's it's less of a choice because the models look great. Comes with a cool motorcycle. Comes with a yeah. train piece. Yep, guys, you don't so, want a motorcycle? Come on. <laughs> If it's good, you know, um, that'll be cool. I hope it's good for the meta. Um, it's always cool to see more strong things coming in as long as they're not broken. You know, I can't imagine one of these two things is going to be Malekith, but yeah, I can. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's because I have a very uh, active imagination. That would be wild. <laughs> that would be absolutely crazy. But uh, no, I mean, uh, it's going to be a cool release either way. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I don't have anything else to say about it. Okay. Uh, let's move on now to, uh, I guess, taking a look at the Season 8 Finals, because uh, Finals wrapped up. Just like an hour ago, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we are recording directly after Lucas versus Magic Neck. So if you're listening to this, you probably already know who won. Uh, if you don't, I'm going to tell you right now, Magic Nick and the Avengers took it. And we have another uh, instance of, oh, okay, actually, hold on, let me rewind, because I almost said we have another instance of Sam Avengers beating Malekith in the finals, but Magic Nick has been playing Steve Avengers, oh. and that is what he played in the finals. 
Um, and uh, granted, the finals was Legacy Virus. So, of course, Steve. And it was the... Ben, you also watched it with me. Yes. Um, it was it was this it was Legacy Virus, which is the if any crisis should be banned, it should be that. Yes. Um, but it was Steve Avengers. So it was Steve, Voodoo, Toad, Black Cat, and Hulk. So uh, literally, it's like you take all the meta characters and then you throw Steve there. Throw Steve. And then on the other side, it was Malekith Cabal from Lucas. Uh, he was running Malekith, Mystique, and Baron Zemo, and Hulk. So this is like the most disgusting control team you can imagine playing against the most disgusting attrition team you can imagine. So it was like the ultimate meta like showdown, right? Magic Nick took it, which is, I mean... I mean, you have to imagine everybody going into it expected that if it was going to be Legacy Virus, Magic Nick was going to win because we saw what happened in the game against Sooner. That being said, it was a pretty close, crazy tight game, and I think Lucas played really well. Um, but but Nick just had like it. It was it was just like the perfect team for the current meta, and he he played it very very well and. I'm really impressed with both players. It was one of the more exciting finals that we've seen. I'm going to pass it over to you, Ben, because you also watched it. And if you have any thoughts, just you know, throw them out there. Because uh, yeah. I've been talking for a while, so there you go. No, no, yeah, I. Um, you alluded to it, so this is again just another instance of we're seeing um, Malekith Cabal and Avengers in the finals. So. Um, you know, we're seeing a bunch of that. Um, and I, I think it's in kind of indicative of where our, where the meta is right now. Um, and uh, I, I'll tell you what, I, I really going into it, even with, um, um, with, with legacy getting, uh, getting pulled. Uh, one of the, the things that, you know, everyone in the, in the, you know, uh, chat was being mindful of was, uh, you're one mo- you're one wrong move in a deception play away from losing the game if you're Magic Nick. Um, that's that's how good and how dangerous uh, Malekith with Mystique uh, deception is. Is you, you know you're just one wrong move if if you just you know don't measure range two correctly, uh, and it's over. Uh, it's it's really scary. Um, and one thing that I will give a lot of credit where credit's due is um, Magic Nick played around Deception perfectly the entire game. Um, yeah, he did play very well. Yeah, I, I just, uh, it's one of those neat things when you see two high caliber players um, playing at the top of their game. Uh, I was very, very impressed. Um, like I said, I, I normally um you know, someone sometimes in those, uh, you know, high tension games, you know, it's easy to kind of overthink things and make a big mistake. Uh, you know, we, we saw a really high caliber finals game that was in, in all of the seasons so far, the closest game, the closest finals game. You know, we've had a lot of blowouts in finals um, and I'm just, uh, I was very impressed. Uh, Magic Nick did, did some 
priority stuff that was really interesting to me. Um, and like I said, playing Steve Avengers rather than Sam Avengers, knowing that you're going to go wide, knowing that you're going to, you know, play the legacy um, was very interesting to me, but allowed him to do some neat Hulk stuff on turn one uh, with that legacy cure, uh, which was really cool. And I, um, it allowed me to see something that I didn't, you know, wasn't used to seeing. Uh, so I appreciated about that. Um, you know, I was, and I'm not gonna lie, I was rooting for Lucas. Um, you know, oh, oh, had, of course, me too. I mean, yeah. I, I can't not root for Lucas. I'm very biased in that sense. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're both biased. You know, uh, we we obviously had him on the podcast. And if you, uh, you know, hadn't had an opportunity to hear that interview, go listen to that. It's it's a it's a great one. Um, but Luke, Lucas beat both of us, uh, and so look, you know, it's it's really neat when yeah. someone be- when someone beats you and is in the finals. You really want that person to win, so that way you say you lost to the person who won it all. Oh, I, I, uh, you know, honestly, I thought he was going to win. I came in, I was like, oh yeah, Lucas is going to win for sure, because you know, I, I I talked to him. He was super confident. I I really believed in it. I felt like he had the answers to every question mm-hmm. that the Avengers roster that Magic Nick has offered um and uh, ultimately i mean magic nick played a really good game and it's hard to take anything away from that so i it, it's just it's it's too bad i lost to a finalist i'll take that you lost to a finalist yeah. so i mean it's hard to uh get too sad about it but um no i mean lucas and i have been i, I played my first game with him on tts before season eight even started yeah. And him and I practiced a bunch with each other. We would we would message each other and we played before season eight started. And he would always kick my butt. And I was like, that was during the time when I was struggling against uh, Shadowland Daredevil and he was playing that. And I was like, man, I can't beat this. What am I doing wrong? And I remember playing him. It was probably the third or fourth time we played each other. And he, I had yet to beat him. Every game we played was a blowout. And I remember thinking, this is granted, this is before I had really honed my foes and I got to a really good point with them where I felt really you, confident. You were you were still taking well laid plants. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um I remember thinking, I'm like, this dude is gonna for sure make cut. He he is probably a top four player this season. And I need to believe that, or else the alternative is I am, I suck because this guy is killing me. And as a person that is competitive, I cannot accept the reality that this is just like an average player just blowing me out every game <laughs> we play. Um, and, and I, and I knew, and I told you before you played him, Ben, I was like, this guy is really good. Like he kills me when we play. So like, watch out and seeing him make it all the way to finals. And I'm so sad he lost. I'm, I'm, all the credit to Magic Nick. I'm happy for him. It's got to be so awesome. The Montreal Shark Tank has just killed it. But, you know, it hurt a little to see Lucas lose. So shout out to yeah. him. And uh, you know what I mean, though, Ben, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, and um, yeah, for, for the initiative, the Montreal Shark Tank is a, a group of MCP players, obviously based in Montreal, that um, they show up to events and just smoke everybody they just win yeah they just, just, smoke, <laughs> just smoke everybody uh they went to a um a lvl qualifier in 
I think it was in Connecticut, if I'm remembering correctly. And they took four guys and all four guys, you know, I mean, they were the top four and <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just, they went to ACO. They dominated. Yeah. yeah dominated ACO. That was another one. Um, and, and in the yeah. East bracket in season eight, the first and second place were the two Montreal players. Yep. Crazy. It's just it's really something impressive. In the water. Yeah. Something in the water over there, you know, uh, it's uh, no there. And, and magic Nick's a, a great guy. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, prop props to him, props to Lucas. Um, you know, and, and now, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, um, I am joyfully anticipating some, some big news in November, um, from, from AMG that that's, uh, I'm holding on to hope. I'm, I'm holding on to hope that we, we get some big news. Um, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll, 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 we'll see, you know, where, where that leads us. Um, but it was an overall really great game. Um, great players. And, and like I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm ready to, I don't know about you, Shane, um, but I, I'm ready for season nine. Like, you know, I've, I've been out of it for a while, so I'm like just kind of chomping at the bit, just like, all right, let me, uh, let me get back at it. You know, pickup games only can last for so, so long for me. I'm like, come on, let me just kind of like a, a little ravaged, you know, savage dog, just ready to come on. Uh, uh, let me, let me add him. My blob and pyro. Yeah. My blob and pyro up in here. How about you, Ryan? Oh, I know that Ryan, we're we're excited to drag you kicking and screaming into the next season. So, yeah, uh, it depends on when it kicks off. Really, right now, all of not all of my my hobby time, but um, a lot of my hobby time right now is dedicated to uh, painting up a uh, a Black Templar's army for Warhammer Forty Thousand that I'm hoping to get ready before a tournament here in Rochester called The Boys that's happening in uh, towards the end of November. So I'm kind of crunching down on that right now. So I, depending on when Season 9 kicks off, I don't know if I would have the time to dedicate to that. Um, but, I mean, I hope, I hope I would be able to. You gotta. You know, honestly, chances are, if I had to guess, I feel like the Season 9... Like TTS season is probably going to start early December, late November. If I had to guess, either way, and they have a mid-season swap for like, like you can change your roster there yeah. too. So mm-hmm. you should you should do it for sure. I, and oh and it's yeah, so I fun! Like all the prep and like like prepping yeah. with your like like practice partners is so fun. Mm-hmm. I I love the season and and shout out to the people that run it because it is such a good thing and it's it's really inspired me to like change how i do the the kill team stuff for tts on the command point discord yeah so uh and and i'm making big moves over there just based on all the stuff i've seen from the tts mcp league so uh uh, yeah just Mm -hmm. huge shout out there so everybody that runs this stuff you guys do a great job for the longest time on on, on command point i've i've just run the tournaments myself for like the past few months and i'm just like seeing how they do things on on the TTS MCP one and I'm like what am I doing they have like so many TOs and judges and and mm-hmm. they're so well organized so they do a great job so uh shout out to them like yeah. Dizzard and and all those people and you know, like Gronko and everybody so I don't know everybody's names but uh if if you're involved in this in the uh in the in the season 8 league if you've been a TO just 
you've done a great job. It's been an awesome time. So huge shout out. Uh, so do we want to kind of break down the stats just a little bit here um, regarding season eight and some of these uh, affiliation uh, performances and stuff like that? No, absolutely. Yeah. So one... <laughs> sorry, I just the one that I'm looking at that just just makes me giggle so much. Um, is it the number one? Yeah, the number this, one is, is making me is giggle. Number one is number one, um, <laughs> it, which which is uh, also the bottom ten affiliation, the least taken <laughs> affiliation, uh, which is X Force, um, that has a win rate win rate of eighty three point three three percent. Woo! Go X Force. Well, yeah, you can thank your friend Tim from uh, Professional Casual Network for that one. I'm sure. Oh, he uh, because they. Yeah, they had six games played and an 83% win rate. So uh, in the mirrorless uh, wins table, they had five wins. So shout out to X-Force. Shout out to Clearly the best team, right? Obviously. Numbers don't lie, right? Yeah, numbers don't lie. And and only to a close second is the second best team. Unaffiliated. Yeah. You know, Who had four games uh, with a seventy-five percent win rate, meaning they won three, lost only one. No, it, it is it is fun to see like how your team did. Uh, I will I will note that uh, my brotherhood significantly trumped your spider foes. Just oh say. for sure, but that only makes my spider foes performance more impressive. That, that it does. It does. It yeah. Does. <laughs> The Goblin King. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder how long that it takes before people get annoyed with that. Um, They're probably annoyed already. You yeah, know, I, so... I will say, like, I think we should each pick a team to talk about from this, like, uh, this this table mm. and try to break it down. So I'll start. Um, I think we should talk a little bit about Avengers, and I'll explain why. Because Avengers had a 51% win rate, which doesn't sound amazing. It sounds a little bit above average. But if you look at the most played games table, they had 164 play uh, games played, which is the most of any team. Uh, only one ahead of Criminal Syndicate. But outside of that, they kind of blew everything else out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it makes sense because Avengers are extremely popular. Everybody loves the Avengers. There's been several amazing avengers movies from the mcu and you know they're they're like the 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 big good guys of the marvel universe so it makes sense that they are the most played thing and a lot of the time we've seen if in a lot of different games and ryan you can attest to this oh yeah if the main thing isn't like even okay if i guess i should rephrase if the main thing isn't very good very very good it's probably gonna have a losing win rate because you know the casual player is going to gravitate towards this team and i think avengers fit this bill right i think a lot of casual players are going to gravitate towards avengers because it's avengers yeah right? it's yeah. it's the avengers they're, they're they're everybody loves them so the fact that the avengers have a positive win rate despite this fact is pretty impressive granted it's barely positive it's it's a 51.83% win rate, but they're the most played team. Um, and we just saw them win season eight. Yep. 
Yep. So I think there's something to be said for how good Avengers are in uh, in the meta right now. And obviously, I mean, they won Nashcon with Sam Avengers. They won Nova with Sam Avengers. And they've won Season 8 with Steve Avengers. Granted, uh, I think Magic Nick played Sam Avengers uh, occasionally throughout Season I think he played it against Morgan Reed. So it's not like it was pure Steve Avengers. It was right, right. Avengers with both leaders and taking different leaders, Steve or Sam, depending on the matchup. So I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I'll start with Ben. What do you think about Avengers right now? I mean, I, I, they're, they're clearly quite good. <laughs> they, they, they just won the season. So um, Yeah. I, I think one of their strengths is the same thing uh, of why we're seeing Cabal you know, have a resurgence, not only because of, of Malekith, but is because of the depth of their affiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both Cabal and Avengers have the most characters in affiliation, and and that just gives you so much flexibility. Um, and and this is what Magic Nick really did well was he understood his matchup, who to take, what to bring, when to bring it, and and I love it. You you can almost take an all like I said all mono Avengers list and and be highly highly competitive. Um. Uh, and and some of these Steve Avengers um, or Sam Avengers rosters are all affiliated, you know. Maybe um, minus Black Cat because I keep forgetting that she's not affiliated. Yeah, you know, she's but, the only one. <laughs> uh, she's like the only one. Um, so it it's it's something that is their their strength. Um, and like you said, and, and I think that's really important that um, a lot of people are going to be familiar with uh, these Avengers through media uh, and also the core box. Um, Steve getting, um, you know, updated last November was really important. Um, you know, we saw Sam spam do really well in season, uh, five, season five and six, Sam, Sam spam did really well. Um, uh, and we saw kind of a drop off of Steve cause that was, he had not been updated yet. I mean, he was still around. People were still using him cause he's not terrible that, um, I think the the Steve leadership is probably the best leadership in the entire game. Uh, we joked about this last week, um, or last, last podcast. What makes Steve so great is literally you just pick a, a another character who has any superpowers, and bam, Steve just makes them better. That's so uh, good. Such a good leadership. Yeah. Yep, it just just makes them real good. Um, and the more superpowers you have, the more Steve makes you better. Um, so I think that's the thing with, with, with Steve, you know, um, uh, Sam is a little bit more tricky, but once you, you know, kind of get the hang of the game and how Sam wants to play, they're a really, really good team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think- clearly, I mean, Magic Nick was willing to play Sam. He did it against Morgan Reed. Um, I'm sure he did it, uh, uh more than once this season, but the, yeah. we saw the most was, uh, his games with, Steve and how he abused the the legacy virus and, and yep. running voodoo and cat and Steve and just how good that is. I think you had mentioned it, you know, earlier that you know of all the crises that probably need to get banned, like legacy viruses is one of those. AMG is going to run run into a problem here soon. That you know, a lot of these crises weren't getting abused as much uh, because. The, almost every release cycle we were getting some new crisis cards uh so people didn't have a lot of time 
to you know figure out how to abuse these as well because we were just cycling so many different crises into the game. Um, but we haven't had a new crisis in a very long time, um, and we're losing them. We're losing them more than we're gaining them. And, and but by losing them, I mean you know we're we've banned two already. Yeah. Uh, which needed to get banned. Don't get me wrong. They needed to get banned for the debatably. I mean, <laughs> legacy needs to get banned as well. I so. wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, I think, uh, which just again narrows the field um, a little bit more. And I think we need to add some more um, more crises to prevent you know some of some of the kind of shenanigans. Um, eight points in a single turn in a sixteen point game is uh, real good. Yeah. Go figure. It's pretty interesting. Um, they're they're really strong, strong affiliation. Like I said, I think they're the strongest affiliation in the game, and probably will be for quite some time. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't really have much more to say regarding Avengers. Um. I'm I'm not really surprised that they were able to, you know, win the whole thing. You know, I don't know. Is this the first time Avengers have won? Uh, like a TTS season? No, Sam Avengers won a couple times. Uh, I guess that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so did we want to look at any of the uh, the uh, any of the other factions? We could talk about Spider Foes a little bit more. Yeah, let's talk about Spider Foes a little bit more. <laughs> so Spider Foes had a forty six percent win rate. I I first of all, I'm really surprised. So Spider Foes had more games played than Web Warriors. And Black Order and Asgard. I I didn't yeah. know that there was this many Spider Foes players. I would imagine that Web Warriors would auto be more popular than Spider Foes. Yeah, Why would Spider Man's villains be more popular than Spider Man? Oh, because they're way cooler, Shane. I've they, got they, uh they are, it's true. Let me let me send you what my current lock screen on my phone is right now. We'll do it yeah. live. This picture will show why Spider Foes are cooler. Oh, I can't wait. This picture um, goes hard. Uh, feel free to uh, screenshot. Oh, man. Oh, that's a great picture. Tell me it's that doesn't Venom. go hard, dude. It goes super hard. It's Venom uh, dunking on uh, Spider-Man, and yep. Venom is dunking a basketball. It's like a basketball game. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, no, really, there, there were 71 Spider-Foes games, and there were 68 Web Warriors. That being said, Spider-Foes had a 46% win rate. Uh Web Warriors had a 42%, of course, because they're so inferior. But <laughs> seriously, um, <laughs> the the Spider-Foes having a 46% win rate, I wish it was lower because then it would make me feel better about myself for how I did this season. <laughs> but um, uh, really, it just makes Meta Alex seem more impressive. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who I played against in Top 16. Um, but I... I really love the uh, the current situation for Spider Foes because I I think, and I keep seeing people say this, like that they're trying out the the trap house list with Spider Foes with Nova and Goblin and Mysterio, and I bet next season we're gonna see that more. And and if I never do well again, if I never make cuts again, I can at least say. I changed the meta a little bit for Spider Foes because I bet next season the Spider Foes win rate is a little bit higher because Ooh. people play people play the way that I do with with Cassandra 
And I think that is easily a 50% win rate kind of thing. Like easily. It's it's so good. And and playing with, with Cassandra and Mysterio and Venom and those characters together, uh, if you're allowed the opportunity, is so strong. And and being able to like because being a 50% winner, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're you're making cuts or making top eight like I did this season. But it's like you just need to be able to beat 50%, right? Of of the 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 field, so to speak. Uh and, and I think that the the mental load that Cassandra Nova and Mysterio and Venom and Goblin put on when you put them on the same roster together is 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 really heavy. And I think it's even in the hands of a less skilled player, I think is enough to to win half of your games, in my opinion. So I I'm happy with foes right now. I, I don't think that they're like a weak affiliation despite this 46% win rate. And I'm happy to see I'm excited rather to see the the developments. And, and maybe somebody takes foes next season and, and does even better than I did. And, and takes it even further. And I'm just excited to see the the development that this affiliation can take. So um, I love Spider Foes and uh, I'm, I'm excited for the future for the fa- for the affiliation, especially because we have new releases coming out pretty soon. So big wheel, is- big wheel, big wheel. For sure. Anybody I, else have anything to say about Spider Foes? Ben, you've played against my Spider Foes a million times, so I mean, I I, I hope I want to see more Spider Foes players because, like I said, you have you have trained. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super prepared. I could look at a Spider Foes matchup and go, I got this. Let's do it. That's true. If the meta is Spider Foes, Ben, you are gonna you're ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'll go five and one. I'll lose. And I'll Ryan, lose you too. You only play against Spider Foes most of the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I see more spider foes matchups in my life and right. i won't and i won't i won't tell them how to beat magneto <laughs> yeah. unlike me they don't know the secrets they don't know to take venom and throw magneto <laughs> so what do you guys uh, think of like the, the who were the winners and the losers faction wise when it comes to a uh, season eight who really like you know like performed I guess like above what you would expect and who underperformed. Ben, I'll let you start. Uh, you know who actually um, was, was a big surprise uh, was Wakanda. Um, I think Wakanda is an amazing affiliation. Um, the Wakanda wave uh, rosters are really, really strong. And I think they, they struggled against, you know, Malekith initially, but I think now people are seeing, you know, how to, how to deal with that. Um, I ran Wakanda in the second half um, of, of the season for a while and, um, and had some fun. Um, and, and I mean, they had a 60% win rate, um, but you'll notice they only played 35 games, um, which is bonkers to me. Um, absolutely bonkers to me that Wakanda only played 35 games. Um, and, and just, just so that, you know, to put that in perspective, defenders, one of the worst, in my opinion, one of the worst affiliations was 33 games. Um, and they, uh, they had a win rate of 42%. Uh, so, you know, 
for you mathematicians over there, you could probably do the math faster than I could. I'd have to, you know, take off my socks to count uh, um, of, of how many, you know, uh, games they actually won with that percentage. But, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I, I think Wakanda still has, um, you know, a lot to offer uh, the community. I, I hope they get some more uh, in affiliation characters. Um, but I think that they're, they're another winner. Um, I think there's of, of this season. Um, and just like spider foes, I, th- I think, you know, if I could take Shane's thunder for a second, you know, I think the biggest win out of, out of this season was spider foes. Shane, uh, amongst other spider foes players in, in, a, in a couple other divisions showed, uh, that, that spider foes actually have some play. I think there was a lot of going into season eight. There was a lot of complaints about where spider foes was. And I think, you know, AMG, please give spider foes some tactic cards. That'd be kind of cool. Um, oh, but, please. Um, but there's, there's a lot of play and it's not just, you know, the traps shenanigans. There's a couple other neat ways that people have been successful with, with spider foes. So, um, I, for me, the two big winners of, of season eight is um, Wakanda again is a kind of carryover from season seven. But I think the biggest winner for season eight is, uh, is Spider Foes. I guess uh, I'll do my winner and my loser. I think a big winner from this season, uh, and and it didn't reflect too much in cuts, uh, but X Men. I think they had a really great season and I was as a spider foes player, I was really disappointed that they didn't go further in cuts because I think foes have a great matchup against X-Men, <laughs> but um, no, generally speaking, I think X-Men were really good this season. Uh, they had a 59.50% win rate and uh, they had 121 games played. So that's a really good sample size and an amazing win rate. I mean, everything above X-Men uh, Winter Guard, Wakanda, unaffiliated, and X Force <laughs> combined don't even have half of the games played as X Men. So I think if you just look at the win rate mm-hmm. as like a volume of games played, I mean, X Men had a really, really good season, and the players that were playing X Men, and there was a lot of them, did very well. Um, and I and and I personally think we'll get into this later. I think X Men is going to continue to be a really good team in the current meta for Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I know that that a lot of X Men players are not happy for a variety of reasons because you know the Wolverine's not good, Jean Grey's not good, Cyclops is not good, and you know New Logan is an X Men. But all of that aside, you have a really big choice of characters in your affiliation and a lot of those characters are very very good especially the three threats which i think is the most important area to to have good characters on and they did really well um granted i'm sure that win rate dropped once malekith came out but i think in a malekith heavy meta i don't think x-men are worse off than other teams because i think x-men are really well positioned to score well and score fast. And I think those are that that is a really important aspect for a team to have yeah. going forward in the meta. And I think mm-hmm. you need to be able to score really quickly and X-Men do that. So I think I consider that to be a big winner in the uh, in the current meta. Uh as far as a loser goes, um it's that's a tough call because 
I mean, you could take the easy route and say something like Defenders, who haven't had any releases, who are just desperate, dying for any tactic cards at all. I mean, I say that as a Spider-Foes player. I mean, Defenders are way more parched than we are for yeah. for tactic cards. They they have one, right? They have just one. And that's it. So, I mean, I my tech, I kind of want to say Defenders because we even saw like Sooner take Defenders and he's an amazing player who has won a past season and even he couldn't make cuts with Defenders. So, I mean, how, what does that say about that, that, that affiliation? Mm. To me, that doesn't reflect badly on Sooner. It reflects badly on Defenders. So that's one that I am tempted to say I'm down on. Um, you could also potentially say Brotherhood. Sorry, Ben. Brotherhood is a loser this this season because last season they were in the finals and they had the highest win rate of all the teams in the whole game. And this season they're eighth, which is great out of 22 affiliations, but or 21 affiliations. 22 if you got unaffiliated, but 21 affiliations to go from having the highest win rate and being in the finals to being eighth, uh, yeah. despite having the third most games played, I think. I I will, I will jump in as 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 the 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 brotherhood player, uh, and say it does really really hurt when you have one character who turns off your affiliation. <laughs> Yeah, especially if it's um, the most meta character right it, now. The, the most meta character who shows up and goes, <laughs> you're playing Brotherhood? Good luck! Yeah. Um, that does, it does hurt a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I think that's that's super fair. You know, if there was a, a pretty high expectation, you know, um, I, th- I think Shane, you and I were talking about this a little while ago, of um, Brotherhood was on, on par you know, as the big baddies, right? You know, people, if you were a brotherhood player and I, I got this all the time, like, Oh, you're one of those, you're a brotherhood player, you know, oh, boo, you know, um, same thing, you know, with, with black order, um, you know, the, the, the two kind of big boogies, uh, were black order and, and brotherhood at the time. And so people got really frustrated, uh, when you would show up with, with those, um, and it's it's one of those things uh, that you know the meta has changed, which I think is good. It's it, I think it's healthy for a game system when the the meta shifts, it moves, and you know is is alive in in that way. But what what do you what do you think there, there Ryan? I know that, but what are, what are your initial thoughts, kind of looking at at just at as the at the numbers? Yeah, so I was not able to follow the league as closely as uh, as I wanted to, as much as you guys were able to this season. But um, probably the, the thing that stuck out to me the most, and this is simply because I'm looking at, um, looking at to uh, start collect this affiliation, is um, Black Order's performance. Um, mm-hmm. they, they look like a loser to me. Uh, 43.08 win rate. They, they had a healthy amount of games played, 65 in total it looks like. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a healthy amount that's only three less than Web Warriors. So, I mean, it looks to me, I don't know if, like, what do you guys think happened here? Do you think that, like, good players just kind of, like, abandoned the faction in favor of Avengers, uh, Sam, whatever, plus some other faction with Malekith? Or what do you think happened here? What I can tell you from a lot of the Black Order players that I know that are in the TTS League, I know many of them jumped ship from Black Order and completely changed 
affiliations and went into Cabal. Gotcha. Because uh, um, they could do now what Black Order was trying to do, but better. Um, with with the arrival of Malekith and uh, you know some of the other shenanigans. Um, and then you had some folks who were trying out the the, the first of the Black Order, um, you know, play style with, with Corvus being a pseudo leader. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. I think that's that's great. I think it's sad that it counts as a tactic card, and Convocation has the same thing, but doesn't count as a tactic card. Um, but I think that's a fair assessment that Black Order, you know, is kind of one of the one of the losers. Again, they were. Um, I, I think uh, Morgan won last season with Black Order, um, if I'm if I'm remembering. He was Guardians, but he did have Thanos. Was it? Oh, that's what. Yeah, that's you're right. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I think that's. A super fair assessment, right? And to interject a little bit, I think it's interesting that if you look at Kenny G, he I think he made top eight. Uh, he didn't make top four, but he made top eight with uh, with the Corvus almost pretty much exclusively, to my knowledge, running the Corvus led Black Order, mm-hmm. and nobody uh, had a super amazing performance this season with the Thanos led Black Order. Um, and going into the season, it kind of seemed like the impression was that Corvus, that that tactic card, the Corvus uh, first of the Black Order, it it was probably one of the worst leaderships in the game. At least that was the impression. And yet here we are, and the only success we're seeing from Black Order is Corvus led Black Order. And I, and maybe I'm biased because before this happened, I mean, I was watching uh, Jason. Who, who is a player in our local meta, he was, before he before Malekith came out and he picked up Malekith and started playing Cabal, he was just killing it at our local store with Corvus Black Order. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, oh, it's pretty cool that you're doing really well with that, even though it's not good. Like, that was my thought. But now the only Black Order, the, the, the good Black Order performances we're seeing are from Corvus. So maybe that needs to be explored more. Um, but I do agree with Ryan's point that the, the traditional black order that, that we we know and we've seen is it seems to be worse right now. And I think Malekith is a part of that, mm-hmm. but I think there's probably a lot of factors going into that. I mean, space and reality gem getting restricted. You can no longer take those with, 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 you know, your patch up or your brace for impact or even follow me now. Granted, that didn't reflect in the season, but I think that definitely hurt the team. Um, but I think something like Reality Corvus doesn't lean quite as hard on that because necessarily, you know, you're, you might have Thanos in your roster. Maybe he doesn't have a space gem. Maybe it's like Power Mind or Power Soul. Um, and you've got Reality Corvus, and you still have room for another tactic slot, and you can go wider, and you, you're a little bit more flexible. So um, that's something I want to keep a closer eye on going into the next season. But uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on Black Order. So speaking yeah. of uh, keeping your eye on things going into the next season, you guys got any early predictions for what's going to be good next season? Ooh, ben, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm, I'm to Hydra. Uh, Baron Strucker Hydra is going to be some something to, to keep an eye eye for. I, I think there's some play with uh with with Papa Red Skull. 
uh, Master of Hydra. Uh, I think he's going to be bring something really interesting to the game. Uh, I think I think Baron Strucker Hydra is going to be a pain in a lot of people's butts. Um, I, I really do. Uh, uh, Baron or not Baron? Uh, almost all of them feel like a Baron. Uh, Armin Zola uh, and his <laughs> scientific method. Um, you know, Shane and I were exploring some of the kind of you know, shenanigans that you can do with that. Uh, and it can kind of get crazy. Uh, one of the funniest lists that I'm actually thinking about, um, maybe bring into like a local game, is uh, doing the high council with cloning vats, where you can add an extra seven points of characters to a game. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, uh, oh, oh I, you thought we were playing a 20 point game? Well, I'm playing 27 points. So, uh, <laughs> What uh, what threat do you even need to make that? So you need it's, Zemo, Strucker, so that's six, and Zola, so that's nine, and then any Red Skull. So let's assume you're playing the cheaper Red Skull, so that's thirteen, and then you need four more points for Sinister. Yep. So seventeen. Yep. So you, you can need, do it. Okay, at, you, you can, can do, do it at seventeen. 17. <laughs> so you could it, run a twenty. I mean, idea. I mean, twenty-four point list. Yep. That's, I mean that pretty it's funny silly. it's silly is it good probably not but it's silly <laughs> yeah, to get there um, it's such a journey yeah uh, but i in all seriousness i think baron strucker with um I, I what i don't think people have explored and what i think is really cool about baron strucker and what he brings to the game is kind of the anti-winter guard where winter guard were removing conditions um at a, f- a faster pace than asgard was um baron strucker is going to be slapping conditions on people at a point where i don't think they're fully ready for them i think you know the one game that we played shane was like oh and your entire team's poisoned oh my god it was so annoying it's so annoying to play against yep oh and you oh and i daze you and then congratulations when you wake up i poison everybody again (laughs) uh so you'll never have power good luck (laughs) um I mean, it, it's it's a. I think they're going to be very good. So I'm. Uh, that's a so, long. Okay, long I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Ben. Next season, season nine, we're season looking nine. at the season nine TTS results. Oof. Give me a prediction on the win rate of Hydra. I hate you. Why you do this to me? Oh, um, I know I'm killing you here, aren't I? I know. I'm going to say fifty-three point four eight percent. Oh wow, that's exact. brutal. We're going to round up or down for you. It would be not totally unfair, but that's Uh, it. You know, I like it. Yeah. To keep Uh, in mind that 50, the closest to what you're describing right now is between brotherhood and syndicate. We had a 52 and a 55 this season. Yep. I I think, I think, and I think they're, uh, you know, I think they're going to get close to a hundred games played. I think they're going to be where convocation is around 92. Okay. I like that. I think that's a that's a fair argument. Um, what about you? What What about you? What are you, what, what are your, what are your predictions? What are your thoughts? I'm going to make a. This might not be a hot prediction, but I have good reasoning for why it's going to be good. Uh, I think I, I was just talking about it. I think X Men are going to continue to be very very good in the meta going forward. So they were very they were great this season. They 59 percent win rate, like I said. Um, a ton of games played. I think it was 121 games played. They had a 59% win rate. The reason I think they're going to continue to be good where other teams kind of falter is that I think that there's one thing that we can anticipate 
it is a Malekith meta. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that that X Men is particularly good in a vacuum against Malekith, but what does X Men love? Peta flips, uh, mutant madmen, spider portals, um, meteors. Although Malekith doesn't hate meteors, but still, peta flips. Uh, and I think that is the one area where Malekith kind of struggles is in the exact situation where you're playing on a pay to flip, you're playing super wide, which X-Men can do. They have a lot of amazing three threats. They have a three threat leader. They can do this on a, on a pay to flip like mutant madmen or spider portals and Malekith just can't, they, he can't eat your team fast enough. Yeah. Mm. He can't be everywhere in once. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean Ryan, you and I played on a pay to flip just a speaking from experience, yeah. Yeah, and that was Spider Foes versus Malekith on a on Mutant Man Man, playing a really high scoring situation. Yeah. And Malekith didn't do nothing. He was able to, you know, take down basically an entire side of the table um by himself just soloing, but and and you still were able to outpace me, yeah. Yeah, and with that context, X-Men is even better than Spider-Foes at that game, at, at creating that early lead and, and and playing it very well. And I think to an extent, you could also see this from Mystique Brotherhood, but I mean, that's a whole other thing. But uh, I, I think X-Men are going to continue to be very, very relevant in the meta. What do you guys think about X-Men? I think you're spot on with your assessment. It makes sense to me. Yeah, it it checks out. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they have the second highest win rate. Like if you if you scrub out X Force with their like five games and unaffiliated and Winter Guard who have like five games, it's Wakanda in first and then X Men. Mm-hmm. Play two um, Winter Guard games, by the way. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> and <laughs> unlike Wakanda, I think X Men are are actually bumping up in this meta. I don't see Wakanda being particularly better going forward. Not that they're going to be bad, but I think X-Men are actually well-adjusted for the for the future meta. So I, I see them continuing to do really, really well. So for my way too early prediction for Season 9, I think, you know, since you know we're talking about entering a Malekith meta here, I think Asgard's going to go up. And I'm just not going to elaborate any further. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, I see it. I see it for sure. I mean, I got my butt whooped by Asgard, um, you know, playing Malekith. And, you know, part of that definitely was due to my inexperience into uh, playing against that faction. But um, the fact that, you know, you can take Recalibration Matrix on top of Odin's Blessing and you can use either of those cards on anybody on your in your affiliation, um, you know, as long as you have the power for it, it's really, really good at shutting down Malekith's offensive output and, you know, your opponent's sinking that seven power, or excuse me, that seven, like, the, those seven points whenever they're building their list. Um, if you can nullify his damage output for uh, two turns, say he <laughs> somehow whiffs on, a, on, a, on another turn, you know, you're looking pretty good. So I mean I think Asgard has the has the proper tools to tech into a Malekith meta. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean I think like it, with Malekith as a seven threat model, yeah, I mean I think we all agree he's he's too good. He's very very strong. But 
a lot of the time, you know, he's so good and, and consistent that he's allowed to whiff once or twice in a game because he's going to make up for that, right? Yeah, but, but again, when he's doing it two or three times a game, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when you're like, man, I really exactly. wish I just had done something else. Yeah, because it, like he might whiff once a game and then you Odin's blessing another big hit and then you recalibration matrix another big hit. And suddenly, like that's several activations that Malekith is just not doing what he needs to do mm-hmm. to make up for that 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 threat level cost on the team. So I could for sure see Asgard performing a little bit better. I'm not worthy, clearly, but somebody out there is worthy <laughs> of of the Asgard mantle. And I think we're gonna see it. In, I mean, a 42% win rate, that's gonna jump up for sure, I think. I don't know. Um I've 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 been around the block with with Asgard. Um, I'm also not worthy, so I, I will quantify <laughs> quite quantify this by saying I'm not. I'm clearly not worthy either. I I, I don't think a pure Asgard. Uh, not to say that it's you know a mono Asgard team. Um, I think there are competitive ways that you can run uh, Asgard, but Thor is just not good. No, uh, I mean and, you're and, preaching and when, the choir right now, yep. man. Yep, uh, and I I tried to warn you. My warning, you know, uh, I was on another podcast recently talking about Thor, and you know, and I tried to warn people to say, you know, now this was before Juggernaut, but I took Thor all the time in my Brotherhood uh, uh, list because I thought, you know, I mean, all the throw shenanigans, you know, was 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 great, but he's so dicey, uh, and when you're uh, you need your five threats to play like a five threat, you know. Uh, Shane can tell you, you know, when um, the great thing about Cassandra Nova, why she's really worthy of a five threat, is she's doing so much. She, she's doing things during her turn. She's doing things during your opponent's turn. Um, you know, Shane invests, you know, two to three tactic cards for her. Um, and and you get some output from that. But with Thor, um, if you don't get, you know, one turn of, of him not doing something, you know, if you miss a wild trigger, right? If you do no damage on for Asgard, um, it, it's just, it, it just hurts and it's hard to bounce back from. Um, what will you, what you will see, like you saw in, in the tournament that you guys were at in Rochester, um, bold prediction, you're going to see recalibration taken 70 plus time and uh, 70% um, in rosters taken for season nine. If nothing changes, I don't think from... that's a bold prediction at all. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. think that's yeah. a very lukewarm take. That's the answer to Malekith. Um, I mean, Odin's blessing is 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 nice. It's um, great, you know. But it's it's one of those those things that you know. When I play against um, Asgard, you can fish that out by you know top of turn two. Um, yeah, I do think Angela is is very very good against Malekith. To be fair, I think there's something to be said yes. there. Yeah, I, I think that's super fair. I think I think Asgard can run a very interesting, potentially Asgardian Malekith, um, or you know, <laughs> Hulk, Hulk Asgard. The cursed Asgard. team up of Thor and Malekith. Right. Yeah, Butcher of Thoris. Look away, Thor. Look away. Um, <laughs> but in terms of teams that could just do it a little bit better, so I would count. I would counter your prediction of seeing an increase of of the win rate. I'm going to see, I'm going to say, this is my prediction for, for Asgard um, because Asgard currently has 56 games. I think they hit the 70 mark of games played and their win rate 
probably goes down to 40%. That's my prediction. Is so, in, I mean, in, increased games played, decrease wins. I, I'll do a bet on that. It's funny because I really am shying away from saying that Thor is a bad character. I don't want to say that. I don't want to come out and say that. I'll say it. I'll say it. For but you. man, <laughs> I think Thor sucks, dude. My experience <laughs> with Thor has been nothing but negative. I think he's horrible. But I do agree with Ryan that, that they have the tools to be better. And that's why I've been driving myself crazy the past couple of weeks trying to make Asgard work. And I've just come to the conclusion that I'm not worthy. But somebody out there is is worthy. And I think... Well, statistics show that one in three people are worthy. So maybe it's me if it's not you two guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah there I mean, we go. Ryan, yeah. I think we figured it out. You need to play Asgard. Yeah, yeah I'll pick up the uh, affiliation pack tomorrow. There it's too go. bad that it has Hella in it, right? It It yeah. is too bad. <laughs> That's when I was building my she roster. That was the only it. affiliated character that I immediately didn't put in. Yeah. Um, and I want Hella to be good. I think Hella's cool, but I think they will jump up. I mean, we'll, we'll do a bet on this, Ben. We'll mark it. The beginning of season nine, we need to have win win rate uh, guesses for every single affiliation. Oh, I'm, I can't I'm wait. Gonna, I'm going to tell you that Sentinels, Sentinels are going to have a higher win rate than Asgard. Well, I mean, Sentinels might be good. So here's a real bet. What about who's going to have a higher win rate? Because you say they're going to have a 40% win rate. They're going to drop to 40, right? I'm a, yep. So you're saying, who do you think is going to have a better win rate? Asgard or Midnight Suns, who are setting Ooh. at a 38% this season? Mm. I think Midnight Suns probably stays right where they are. <laughs> what about, um, okay, what about Defenders? Who are above a forty percent win rate? They're at a forty-two. Yeah, they got thirty-three games played. Um, I th- I think, and it, this is really this is really up up to sooner of what what faction what what little orphan yeah. faction that sooner is going to champion. Sooner uh, definitely boosted that win rate. I mean, they would probably yeah. be around the Midnight Suns level if not for sooner. But yes, you know. yeah, sooner. What he does every every season is he champions or, an orphan. A, a, a little orphan affiliation that just is not doing great. Um, and he brings them up to prominence and defenders was the first one that, uh, that he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do yeah. it. Uh, you know, midnight's, you know, oh, sorry, not midnight. Sounds, you know, who needs a champion is Inhumans, who have a 28% win rate in 25 games played. Love it. Somebody love needs it. to come out and be the champion for Inhumans. It's not going to be me. So it's not going to be me, but somebody out there needs to do it. And because, man, that's such a good leadership. I know Black Bolt sucks, but like that leadership is so good. It's so good, right? And they've got Medusa, who's mm-hmm. great. I don't know. Somebody's got to fix Inhumans like without before AMG does it because Inhumans <laughs> is great. Like they get there's something there, right? There's got to be something. Yeah. I think Winter Guard goes up to 30 games played and probably sits around 50% win rate soon. 50? Ugh, I don't know. I could see them around 42. Um, I'm I'm just going to copy paste my winner my my hard slav winter guard list into the in winter guard chat. So, here you go guys. Just go yeah. just go nuts and be a jerk. Spoiler no. alert. It's just it's just three winter guard and malekith and you <laughs> and you have fun. That could be a 50 to be fair. Yeah, um, it's it's gross. But yeah. 
we, we've gone way over the runtime, Ryan. Oh, we, yeah. I think it's been a good time. You go ahead and, and, and take us from here. Sure. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching on YouTube and tuning in on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. We really appreciate your time listening to us. Uh, you know, we have a lot of fun here, so hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. You know, if you have just stumbled into this and you have not already, feel free to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. Um, you can subscribe to us on your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify, YouTube, whatever have you. Uh, we also do have a Patreon uh, which um, is kind of set up just as like a tip jar uh, for you guys. Um, if you ever feel so inclined to help support the channel, um, you can go ahead and support us monthly there for as little as a dollar a month. And we have also launched a um, our, our YouTube membership. Uh, so if you are watching on YouTube and you don't feel like, you know, signing up for the uh, Patreon or whatever, then you can... Uh, just uh, support us through YouTube as well. Every little bit helps to uh, to keep the lights on here at the podcast, as well as to, uh, you know, kind of expand the quantity of the content that we put out, as well as its quality. And uh, we appreciate every single bit of your guys' support. Uh, if you guys want to give us any feedback, feel free to comment down in the comment section below or leave a rating on uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to. Once again, we really appreciate your time. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast, and we hope to see you again in the next one. Thank you.